Let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> by Oda's beard we're doing a new episode extremely geeked out and today guys i have awesome guests with me today i have one person here who's more worthy to wield the mjolnir kyle jones ah thank you but you know what i'm not quite sure because i have a picture of someone else actually wielding uh thor's hammer because i can't say that word so i'm just saying <laughs> but thank you anyway <laughs> and also i have one person here who is very good at what he does and what he does isn't very nice. Clarence Brown. What's going on, Clarence? Uh, uh, nothing much, man. I'm happy to be on the Extremely Geeked Out podcast, man. Just uh, ready to top it up with you guys, man. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going to be an exciting time because it's exciting news because Sony and Marvel Studios have finally made a deal to do at least one more Spider-Man movie together. Yay. We called it, Kyle. <laughs> we called it. Yeah, we did. We <laughs> but, but I have a question. I have a question for you guys. And before I say that, the person that I was referring to that had I've seen Will Thor's hammer is none other than Clarence Brown. I'm just saying. <laughs> but well, I think I willed it very badly because my, my arm was hurting and maybe you can see it from the picture. So, you know, I don't know if I want to, uh, you know, talk too highly about that picture, man. Yeah. Hey, well, let hey, me say this. You, you, picked you it did up. it. That's all. Hey, you did. You did. <laughs> Didn't say how you did it, how, how well you did it, but you did it. <laughs> <laughs> you held it with one hand. Someone else who was given the courtesy or the bestowed the honor or however you want to say it at the beginning of this podcast could barely hold it with two hands. You held it with one. So that's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I guess I'll that's take it. that. All right, cool. <laughs> but yes, Spider-Man is staying in the MCU, man. How exciting is that? Well, I got, I have a question because I purposely, after knowing Ron that you wanted to talk about this, I didn't mm. read up on the details. So I know he's staying, but that is about as far as I go. So I hope you guys can enlighten me because I'm literally clueless on what, how they were able to mend fences. Well, they decided to do one more film. To, I guess, to at least finish up with the trilogy. And they up the percentage for Marvel in getting royalty out of it. So originally it was five. Now they're getting 25. Not 50, but it's not 5% anymore. So they're getting a little more than what they originally were getting out of the deal. And it's just for one more movie. Mm. Now, yeah. So is that so much bad? Nah. It's not all that bad, but at least they get to finish that story with Tom Holland being that Spider-Man. What it seems that was going to be happening, they're going to use Tom Holland for future Sony um, Spider-Man movies or for Sony's um, villain verse with like Venom, Morbius and whatever villain movies they have coming up after that. So keep that in mind, I guess now that. He's, he could be doing both now. Um, he'll probably do whatever uh, Spider-Man 3 
coming back home or whatever they're going to the title of the third movie. <laughs> but um, but uh, he'll probably do that, and then he'll probably maybe make an appearance in the Venom Two movie, maybe. Yeah. But, and, and I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying I think that's fine because uh, okay, you mentioned the the twenty five percent um split in revenue, and I think also Marvel is contributing to twenty five percent of the production cost. Mm. Whereas I think before they had the creative con- creative control, but they didn't uh, actually pay any of the production costs, if I remember correctly. And that I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I think it's a better split. Um, it's it's kind of hard to come out of what they've been able to do with the character with only five percent at the end of it. I think that's pretty bad, but <laughs> and and especially since they're putting such a large stamp of creative control and tying it so closely to what they're doing in the MCU. Now, granted, a Spider-Man movie is probably going to be popular anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's it's hard, man. It's tough because because Spider-Man is such an iconic character to Marvel and just superheroes in general and. Yeah, yeah, they're fighting it out, but I'm glad to see that he's going to be back in the MCU, man. It it it, it warms my heart. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't this, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, isn't this just an example of fandom, you know, Clarence, you 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 mentioned um or we talked recently in our discussing who episode and actually we mentioned it in a recent discussing comics, you wrote an article about the toxic fandom that can happen in different fandoms, particularly in the case of your article, Star Trek. But isn't this in a way sort of maybe the reverse of that, of something positive where fandom <laughs> maybe helped bring it back or, or was it, or was it toxic? I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, it's not toxic because pretty much a hundred percent of the people wanted it to, to be part of the MCU. So uh, that's that's the only slight thing that does not make this a toxic situation because we all want it. Everybody wants it. And, you know, it's it could be one of those ploys away to where they purposely did not reach the agreement. Let it leak out to the possibility of them not coming back in order to foster a better deal that happens all the time in business. Mm-hmm. So that that could be part of the reason they didn't initially reach a deal is like a PR thing to to you know float it out there see see what the people are thinking and maybe we can force them into a better deal so it happens all the time so yeah uh, toxic i don't think so but just happy they were able to come to some type of agreement yeah, yeah. i'm i'm right there with clarence on that one seemed a little bit after looking at it, it kind of does seem like a bit of a, a strategic move on uh, marvel studios part just to let the sony know like who really is actually doing a good job so they can actually get a better percentage out of this deal. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, really think it, it really was the the fans really had all the say in this and they really want to see Spider-Man hanging out with the Avengers. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's what they wanted. Yeah. Now I, I could see this getting toxic if they weren't able to come to a deal because mm. I think people would have probably boycotted the next Spider-Man movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was well. Okay, it got somewhat toxic when family got involved. When Stan Lee's daughter 
started. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if you read her what her comment was, but she basically just dogged out Marvel Studios and Marvel in, in itself, basically about how they showed her father no respect at all, and that you know they were ruining his legacy with Spider Man, and it. <sighs> It was murky, and the, the top of all that, it was through TMZ, like the worst, the worst <laughs> forum you would ever want to use as your your as your stage yeah. to, to to use your, you know to speak out your voice. Yeah, and mm. yeah, so it, yeah, so so let me jump in real quick. What I think of her, and this is in no disrespect to her, but when you were known to not have a best relationship with your father in they his also last did days, play in, play, yeah. and you are saying these things post-human, you know, whatever the word is, after he, after he passed away, it's almost like you're attention-grabbing or maybe even money-grabbing, because mm-hmm. from at least from a fan, I think Marvel was very respectful, even with the Captain Marvel, Marvel montage showing all of his appearances. I mean, you can't appease everybody and you're not going to please everybody. But I would be curious to know what her motives, her true motives were, whether they're financial or whether it's some things that happened between her father and Marvel 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever. I, I would just, I don't see what her purpose is gaining unless it's something monetary that she's looking for. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, because it really doesn't hold that much ground because if you look at it, I mean, just look at the history Stanley had with, you know, even before, this dating, predating before Marvel Studios became what it is now, when he was doing movies with Sony, Fox, you know, Universal, people, if they didn't have any, if Marvel itself didn't have any respect, that you would never seen him in any of the movies at all, you know, and you wouldn't even seen his name in the credits if that's even the case too. So I, to say that you know that that Marvel didn't you know show him any respects or didn't care for his legacy or anything is just a little a little far fetched. But all in all, it's, I mean, it's um, that, that's probably the slightest bit of toxicity I've seen out the whole situation. But um, but it really the drive to actually get this deal done was definitely hearing the fans more so was, you know, hearing the fans on wanting Spider-Man to stay in the MCU is I mean, we have waited for so long when, you know, to see a superhero movie having other superheroes in their movies. You know, we had Spider when the first Spider-Man came out, you wanted to see Fantastic Four pop up somewhere, you know, and vice versa in the Fantastic Four movie. And then here, a few years later, you come along with Iron Man and you're getting, you know, other superheroes are coming in to each, you know, each other's movies. That's what you wanted. And now you're finally getting one of the most iconic superheroes in Marvel pretty much the face of Marvel, the Spider-Man and having him coming in into the MCU that, that pretty much sealed the deal other than just not having the X-Men and fantastic, fantastic four at the moment, you know? Mm. So, so, you know, if I were to, you know, if I were to speculate or if I were to ask, what if what's going to happen when Spider-Man does go away, Peter Parker, 
I hope they renegotiate, and I hope that renegotiation is that Miles Morales comes to the Marvel Universe in place mm-hmm. of uh, Peter. Now, I did hear talks that Sony is up for sale. Now, Marvel, I don't think for some reason Disney can't really buy Sony, but Apple is apparently interested in buying Sony. Whoa. And, yeah. The so, entire company is up for sale? Yeah, I believe so. Wow. That That's, is... Yeah, so if that happens, if I need to read... I didn't, I didn't see any argo about this, but this is something I heard throughout the com- my comic book shop. But if they buy it off Sony, then that means the rights to Spider-Man goes back to Marvel. That is awesome. <laughs> I hope it happens. So I really think... I honestly think that Marvel Studios and Disney, they're really just buying the time until they let sony do their whatever they're going to do and they get the they get the rights back yep in a perfect world yep (laughs) (laughs) hmm so i while you guys were talking i looked up um movienews.net is where i'm finding this and Mm. it it is saying that the hedge fund uh sony pictures it looks like um the heading is actually hedge fund pitching possible sale of sony pictures and, and this particular one says Amazon is a possible buyer. This is from September the 6th. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, a whole month almost since then. But it does look like maybe not Sony, complete Sony, but at least Sony Pictures is mm-hmm. considering being bought That's mm-hmm. or sold. Oh, wow. So that yeah, that's a possibility. There's a possibility that maybe Marvel is just really just waiting for something to happen with Sony so they can get their stuff back. Uh, let me let me say this real quick, because this, this validates what you guys just said. What this might mean for the Spider-Man IP, the movie division's most valuable asset, um, if this goes through, if Sony Pictures is sold, then Spider-Man could hypothetically revert completely to Marvel, with rumors indicating that the contract granting Spider-Man rights to Sony Pictures is non-transferable to another corporate body. So, there you go. Uh, mm. <laughs> Which, at that point, it kind of totally devalues any sale of Sony movies. Yeah, because a little bit, yeah, because that's... a cash cow, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. hey, really think about, you really think about, you take away Spider-Man, what other big hits do they got going on right now? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to give you the Lakers, but you can't have LeBron James. Just- nope. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, but um, I I would like to see what that, I mean, I, I honestly would like to see that happen. Because, like, like I said, it's, there's really, I, don't, I know other than the fact, yes, that Spider-Man is making a m- mega moolah money, and that's a fact, but Sony in itself are, is running out of ideas to make good Spider-Man movies. I mean, yeah, you have, I think their last, to me, I think their last leg is probably Venom and Into the Spider-Verse. Those, Excellent. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think, because I'm, this is probably a bias, but I really don't like Morbius as a villain, so I don't really see this movie doing good at all. Like, I really, that's, I think that's probably the least favorite yeah. Character and the least interesting character in Spider-Man's Rogues. So why are they making a movie? I don't know. Yeah, and weird. like you could have 
Honestly, I would rather you made a Doc Ock movie than Morbius. I think Doc Ock was seen a little more interesting than Morbius. Um, or maybe a Green Goblin movie, maybe. But I don't know. But it's, if you're that focused on making a villain, a Spider-Man villain's universe, in a sense. Well, you know, I will say that I will be going to see the Morbius movie. But probably not for the is. reasons why you were expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but probably not for the reasons why you were expecting. Mm. All for the wrong reasons, eh? No, no, no. All for the right. I, I, I will. And let's see if uh, um, this this helps out here. I have maybe eleven reasons um, why I would be going to see the Morbius movie. Ah, <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, for as lame is over here, please explain. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for my lame, uh, you know, well, for, for for my, you know, trying to be funny here. Uh, the reason I'm going to see that is because I just looked on IMDb and I'm looking at the cast and it is uh, starring along with Jared Leto and et cetera and et cetera and so forth. It is also starring Matt Smith from Doctor Who. So uh, yeah. that hence my 11 <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, you let me know how that goes. <laughs> okay, I surely will. Like I said, I don't see why Sony, other than the fact of it really making being this bread, breadwinner, I really don't see why Sony is really holding on to them that tight right now. Knowing that, you know, Sony, you know, that Disney really, really is the one that's keeping Spider-Man up afloat right now. But, eh, but what do I know? I'm just a fan who just, who just likes good good <laughs> continuity. That's all. <laughs> but um, now that Spider-Man is staying in MCU, where do you guys see the third movie going? Because remember how the whole big Shabil when that video showing off who Spider-Man really was, the world's got to be out for him now, right? Yeah. I mean, interesting when you think of if you want to go back to the end of the first Iron Man movie, when he pretty much tells everybody, I'm Iron Man, Mm. uh, Tony Stark. I wonder how that would play for Peter Parker. (laughs) Would he become an instant overnight celebrity as, um, you know, Tony Stark already was in a large sense? Mm. But but I don't I don't know. I just think every villain is going to be out for his family as you know, as they are already. But, you know, it's just going to be no secrets. And it's good. I, I don't think he could be be able to go back to school. It's just, I don't know where they're gonna go now. They try. They may try to invalidate that in the first thirty minutes of the movie. They may you know come up come up with some other reason why he's not you know Spider Man. But you know I, I think it'll be fun to explore. Maybe a dark spin on an, an, an a revealing of an identity can have on a character. Hmm. Kyle, what do you think? All right, so I'm going to take this. I'm going to make it a little bit far-fetched, and it all hinges on whether or not the, you know, sale or not sale of Sony goes through and if they get the rights or they don't get the rights. So let's assume at this point that this is the last Spider-Man movie that Marvel will have a hand in. And considering the fact that I think that Doctor Strange comes out next and there is a title with 
you know, hit to that or connected to that called Doctor Strange and the multiverse or the madness of the multiverse or something to that effect. That said, what if he is exposed, his identity is, you know, uncovered, and he somehow goes to a, you know, through a portal to another dimension, another multiversal Earth that doesn't have a Spider-Man, hence he leaves and then Sony takes over with the next movie. And that's how they explain him leaving the, the MCU. Hmm. Yeah, that that would be one way of doing it. Far-fetched, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. and well, you have to think about that. They would, would try, they would want to try to wrap that story up, knowing that that could possibly be a, you know, their final movie with Spider-Man in, in the MCU. But maybe, I don't know, leave that one little slide and hope that, yeah, he might be still around, but just doing his own thing, maybe. I don't know. But um, it's after watching Far From Home, it definitely lead a, left a whole lot of questions. Good questions, like making you want to think, oh, you know, just expectations of what's going to happen in the next movie. But um, it yeah, it, I would say that they would want to, you know. Try to wrap it up. Maybe, like you're saying, like that far-fetched way you're saying, maybe, you know, exclude him out, but maybe they might try to keep him in or put in a new Spider-Man, maybe. Yeah. But then maybe put in Miles Morales or um, maybe if they they really want to go with, you know, far-fetched here, maybe put in uh, Gwen Stacy as Spider-Man. As um, in the comic books now, she's ghost spider so maybe that i don't know because that really i mean since into the spider verse spider woman is definitely or ghost spider has definitely picked up in popularity since the movie but um i don't know i mean it's like it's the possibilities are endless with that and knowing that he's definitely going to be um in some hot water (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's gonna be in some hot water um but now he has in the comic books, this type of story has happened to him during um, the Civil War. Comic book. Yep. 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 He went through a whole lot of heat when he revealed his identity to the public. Like all New York was go- coming after him, not just villains, but people who like innocent bystanders who may have had family members got hurt during one of the battles fighting one of his villains and stuff like Everybody was coming after him. So the only difference in this is that Spider-Man has no safe haven, really. Yeah. In the movie. Tony's dead. <laughs> so now now what if since we've already established the multiverses in the um, Enter the Spider-Verse movie for Sony? What if we were able to bring some of the other previous Spider-Mans as reasons why uh, this version of Peter Parker is not Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. I, I just want to see Tobey Maguire again. That's that's basically all I want. Right? <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Spiders. <laughs> that would be one way that to introduce the Spider Verse in a sense. Yeah, I actually kind of like that. Hey, yeah. if they get the rights, they get all the rights, and I would assume they would get the rights maybe to the old movies. That 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 would be cool. Yeah, you get to get a shine a light on where. Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is and 
Andrew Garfield Spider Man and where he's where he, you know where he might be in his life now. Um, yeah, yeah, and and as much as they did in the Into the Spider Verse movie, they kind of hinted at them and made them canon in a way. So <laughs> yeah, I, I would just love to see them explore that a little bit more because me that was the fun one of the fun things about about that movie. Yeah, yeah, I think that because of it being a cartoon, it wasn't obligated to tie into other movies that has been made already it was free it had a free game to do whatever it wanted to do and make it as accurate if it wanted to to do so yeah but speaking of what ifs i have a question for you guys for let's say there's a what if story that you have wanted to see or watch or, or read um but just it, it never happened yet, but you wanted to see it happen. What would be that what if story? Okay, I have a perfect segue from what we've just been talking about. What if, and this is an MCU directed, what mm. if Spider-Man never came to the MCU? Meaning he was like in Like what if he would have DC? never shown up in Captain America Civil War? What if he would have, from Ooh. that point forward, not been involved in any of the stories? That would be interesting. How good would Civil War be if it if he wasn't in the movie? It would just change the tone of the MCU as we know it. I mean, it would. Yeah, so much of what Tony Stark is, um, you know, feeling remorseful about in Endgame is hinged on what happens to Spider Man, his the guy that he's mentoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you see that. Throughout Tony's journey out in the MCU, you realize that he can't. Eventually, he's going to have to stop being Iron Man, and he's already learned what you know being Iron Man has you know gained from, but also what has actually taken away from him. You know, it yeah. it almost took, ruined his relationship with Pepper, and yeah. you know it was starting to hinder his relationship with the Avengers, with him you know trying to create Ultron and. You know what happened in Sokovia. So he realized that, yeah, I may have to step down. So that's why he saw so much potential in Peter. Granted, he's just a he's just a 16 year old kid, but he's seeing what he can do. Just, you know, doing the everyday saving a, a old lady from getting robbed from some street thug, you know, or stopping a bus from crashing in another car, you know, T-boning another car, you know. So I'm curious. um, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, that was it. That was it. So, so I'm curious, you know, what you guys, you know, that's, that's mine. What do you guys think? What what would be your, what if, or one of? Hmm. I have one, but I kind of feel like it's been done already, but it's not geared toward any specific character, maybe more so toward a group. So let me ask you guys, is there any, all black superhero group in Marvel. In Marvel. Hmm. And what if there was? I'm, I'm not saying what superheroes are in it. Make up your own. <laughs> you know, throw your own superhero. You want to be in it. And how would that affect? How would they be received? Is well, I guess is my what if ooh. there. Well, if it was revealed that this group of people who are doing a kick-ass job for all intents and purposes. And it comes to light that they're all, maybe not even African African American, any other particular race, besides you know that all, like most of the superheroes white, you know, what if they were all like Latino or 
uh, well, whatever, Mar- you know. Well, Marvel recently just started a book called Agents of Atlas, which is an all Asian group. Oh, yeah. nice. It just did that. Um, me personally, I don't like it. It's not because of the being all Asian. That's it has nothing to do with that. But it's just the story of it all just doesn't really attract me all too much. Yeah. But um, there has been another like another all race group where I w- would actually would like to see happen was was it had Black Panther, um, it had Luke Cage, also um, Misty Knight and Storm. Mm. See, that's interesting because we know most of those characters are black. Yes. I think I think most of my premise is that if we didn't know what they were and then like five years in or 10 episodes in, right. it, it's revealed that they're all, you know, that would be a interesting topic. You know, would, yeah. Subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, it, they, how did, they did a one issue with them teaming up in Black Panther and uh I forgot what they called them, but I was hoping that they were actually going to do a ongoing series later on with them all together, but it never happened. But it was that issue was pretty fun to see those guys teaming up. Okay, so we need to figure out how to pitch and or produce <laughs> that because I I think the possibility of what you just posed are are l- limitless. I mean. I'm picturing this whole scenario of this hero that all these, you know, little old ladies clutching their purse are just like fawning over <laughs> and and seeing him, you know, remove his mask and then, you know, like fainting and, you know, or whatever. But 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 I think I mean, the the, the possibilities there is freaking limitless. That is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, my what is and. I had a something told me just to look it up to make sure it hasn't been done, but it ha- apparently has been done. But there has been like a plethora of what if books that came out, so it's kind of hard to actually think of one that hasn't been done. But um, but if what if Gwen Stacy would have lived? What kind of character? I would I want to say if I would like to see this in the in the mainstream, um, in the main continuity of Spider Man, and that's not to say. You know, anything was wrong with, you know, Mary Jane. I liked Mary Jane as Peter Parker's um, love interest. But something tells me, I you know, some, it makes me wonder what life would have been like for Peter if nothing happened to Gwen Stacy. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it, but there's I also know, granted, there is also some murky stuff about that whole, you know, death of Gwen Stacy. Now, I don't know if you remember, but it. From what I would have read, she and Peter broke up before her death and apparently had an affair with Norman. Yeah, that is so that is like that's that's just gross. I'm sorry. Yeah, she had. Yeah. Yes, this is canon. Sadly enough, this is canon. They never really retconned this at all, but. They just kind of swept us under the rug, but apparently Norman Osborn, yes, Norman, not Harry, but Norman Osborn. So she had an affair, ends up getting pregnant. Her reason in leaving to go off to New York because she got pregnant and had twins, and then eventually she came back to see Peter to, I guess, to, I guess, rekindle and get back together. But it it was all for naught when. 
Norman found out she was back and she and he just went enraged and killed her. Yes. And the whole thing of her falling to her death is all because he's pissed off that she left him to go back to Peter. That's just again, it's just gross. I mean, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So she has two kids running around there. Out <laughs> they basically had written. They have done so much, I guess, writing or they've written so much story about that incident that they kind of just written it out of existence in a sense. But it's still there. But it just hasn't been brought up at all. Um, I would like to see them like recon that and bring her in. Or I guess bring that bring her back in a sense and see what life would have been like if, you know, if he, if she was still still around. I don't think that she, because I was watching, I, I'm sure if you guys remember uh, Comic Book Men, AMC's Comic Book Men with yeah, uh, yeah. Kevin Smith. Yeah. yeah. They had, it was during the early seasons where they had Stan Lee on one of the shows and they end up talking about the, um, the death of Gwen Stacy. And he mentioned that he originally didn't want to kill off Gwen. He was, I guess he was ousted or not so much ousted, but I guess he didn't have to say on whether she stays, you know, she stays in the comic books or whether she stays off because he really wanted her to stay in and actually, you know, be with Peter. Interesting. Yeah. About yeah. what year did this story come out? Do you guys know? Cause uh, I'm trying to frame like, did they have some weird reason for not wanting to keep her around since she had these kids out of wedlock and maybe yeah, no, they're this just was, trying to... This, this was, was in the 60s. Well, uh, no, but the... Or in the 60s. Well, the, the retcon of the affair, though, happened in, I think, in the 2000s. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and I think we talk about these what-ifs when it comes to comics. Like, another... <laughs> The thing I find is that a lot of stuff has already been done. <laughs> not yeah. not even just speaking specifically to the what if books, but comics have been twisted and turned so many times so over many times, these years yeah. that so many scenarios already have been covered in some way. You know, so it's an interesting thought exercise to <laughs> try to figure <laughs> out. Something. It yeah, is, yeah, it's really hard to actually think of actually a good story that. That hasn't been done yet in, in comic book wise, but um. So he finds out about that in Amazing Spider-Man Volume One, Number Five Twelve. So that's that's mm-hmm. the particular, and she even like tells him like scene by scene, and they even like show scene by scene. I'm like, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's it's still it's as of we know right now, it's still continuity. I mean, I choose not to put in my continuity Spider-Man, but <laughs> but yeah, it overall is is still continuity. That why they haven't retconned it yet. I mean, there's a lot of things about Spider-Man they haven't retconned yet. Like why haven't they retconned the fact that Spider-Man is you know has sold his sold his soul to the devil so that his Aunt May can live again or stay alive? Weird. Very yeah, <laughs> very very weird. <laughs> but um, I don't know. But Kyle, what what was your story? All right. So other than the Spider Man, the only other one that I well, I have one that I'm just going to say for the heck of it. But the only other one that I had down was what if Quicksilver had not died? And I think for me that's a question. But but I don't think whereas the absence 
of Spider-Man would have had a big difference. I don't think the presence of Quicksilver would have really had that big of an impact. Mm. Mm. Well, it's like they just don't, they conveniently don't mention them again. If you're talking about the movies. Yes. <laughs> He's just not mentioned again. So uh, I don't think he would have had much of an impact if he would have been there. Could have made for some in- interesting special effects. In fact, I hope once, you know, since Fox is in the Marvel house, once again, the Fox properties, uh, it might be interesting to see how they try to bring him back. Because I, I, I enjoyed him in the X-Men movies. He was oftentimes one of the funnest characters. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, trying to think of another one right now. Um, yeah, that's all I got right there. I, I can't think of another good one, but that, that that's actually a pretty interesting one there, Kyle. Like, his... I don't know. I, you don't like you were saying. You don't really. His his death really was just non sequential. So like I, it. Yeah. I do have an honorable mention, uh, really, really quick. And this one, I think, would have probably we would have not have been talking about the MCU today. We would probably be talking about something completely different. But mine, mine just being snarky is what if the original Iron Man movie was directed by Zack Snyder. Ooh. Depends on who wrote it. <laughs> what if I don't think the original Iron Man movie was directed and written by Zack Snyder? Okay, that's totally different. If he wrote it, it probably would suck. But he's an excellent director. It's just his scripts are not great. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he... he Zack has this tendency, which to me is not really an issue, because I... I can follow through. I mean, if something happens, but he doesn't have, he has this tendency where he doesn't walk you through his movies. If he's writing it, he expects you to just to understand what just happened. Interesting. If mm. you notice, if you really notice, noticed it in, um, in a Batman V Superman, I know Kyle, you hate, <laughs> you hate Batman V Superman. I know you hate I it. I didn't say that, but that's true. But I didn't say that, <laughs> but that is but, so true. <laughs> but if you watch the theatrical version and then watch the ultimate version that came out in the DVD, you see a version where he doesn't explain what happens in the movie. It's just suspecting it, which is the theatrical version. And then you watch the ultimate one where he actually walks you through what's going on in the movie. Like you didn't like there was that scene where it was that subplot where that the African woman who was supposed to show up at court because I guess she was supposed to share her testimony and she ends up being hit or being knocked off because she knew too much. So you just, in the theatrical version, you didn't see all that in the ultimate version. You got all that. You got the whole story of, you know, her knowing too much and she was, you know, asked to, you know, come to court to actually testify against, um, uh, I think super, it was Superman, I think, or no, not Superman, but, um, oh yeah, it was to speak. Against it was Superman. Superman. Yeah. yeah. It was to speak up Superman, but she was supposed to tell the truth and saying that, you know, what was going on is all a lie. But anyways, but, um, you didn't get that in the theatrical version, but you got that in the ultimate version. And then you see in the theatrical version where, where Superman is supposed to be investigating, he was supposed to be investigating Batman. And really, it just seemed like he was just jealous of Batman and just wanted to oust him out so he could be Top Gun. So yeah. 
in case. Yeah. So, so, so here's my, here's, and, and then, then I'll be, you know, I'll leave Zack Snyder alone, at least for the night. <laughs> but, but my, my image of the Iron Man movie at that time is, you know, Tony Stark, he's coming out, he's in this white suit, he's in his armor. But we as the audience don't see the armor. We see the effects. But the concept that he is trying to perceive or make us perceive is the armor is so advanced that we, the audience, cannot see it because it is so cinematically great that it's an invisible armor that they don't have to pay special effects for. And that's the Zex. And it's raining, too. And, and Tony Stark is like, everything's gloomy, and but he's in his suit, and his suit's not wet because he's wearing armor. We just can't see it. And that's the oh original boy. Zack Snyder Iron Man Ooh, movie. Man, that Eight is... Eight runs deep. Eight runs so deep. <laughs> I said that with a smile on my face. I'm just saying. Eight with passion. <laughs> and I rest my case. There you go. What if... What if? Oh goodness! Uh, okay, we got. Uh, <laughs> well done there, Kyle. Well Thank done. You, sir. <laughs> uh, but that's it right there. I'm all geeked out, um, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show, um, Clarence. Uh, I believe this is your first time. Oh yeah, yeah. Glad to be here, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, anytime, man. Have fun. Yeah, yeah man. Hope to have you on future episodes again as well, man. Um, Kyle, Clarence, if there's any way for my audience to come out and reach you guys, how will they be able to do that? Take it, Kyle. All right. So Clarence and I can be found on Discussing Network. You can find all about all of our shows at DiscussingNetwork.com. And Clarence? Uh, same thing. You can hit me up on Discussing Network. If any of you guys out there are into Star Trek, uh, in particular Star Trek Discovery, you can check out my podcast along with Kyle that we do over there at DiscussingTrek.com. All right, guys, you heard it. And thank you guys for listening. And to give you guys a little something to be a little positive, if a bully tells you to, to move, you stand firm two feet and you tell them to move all right guys this is streaming geeked out podcast signing out peace